Hey there and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon. I'm so thankful that you're here. We are talking prayer this month for the month of November, prayer, heart's devotion. And this week we are going to focus on prayer for our kiddos. As a mother of three, it is a real and present thing in my life. So whether you are a biological mother, an adoptive mother, an aunt slash mother, a godmother, a grandmother in this season, However, maybe you don't parent per se, but you are always with with children who you pour into. That's your ministry. Whatever that looks like, we are going to be talking about mothering and praying at the same time and why they must go hand in hand. So where we're going to read just to start this off is Luke 1. And we're going to read in Mary's prayer, which picks up in verse 46. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed because the Lord, because the mighty one has done great things for me and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. Thanks for listening. Let's hop in. Hey there, friend. I am so excited that you are here and you're spending some time with me. I pray that you are having a great day and that your week ahead is blessed. Can you believe that next week is Thanksgiving? Like, are you ready for it? Like, cause I'm not. And (laughs) November is really busy for my family because there's a lot of birthdays and Um, In the last two years, we have not been able to, for my husband's job, to do this event that we do for for all of his clients because of COVID. So we're doing that. We traditionally always do that for his clients the week of Thanksgiving. So y'all, it is like super speed, super speed this month. Lots going on and even more reason, right, to remember our heart's devotion and even even more reason to take time in prayer. Even more reason to, as we're beginning to strive and run, that we take a moment to stop and smell some roses, that we stop and remember, okay, God, um, my ability before I I go do this, you know, 100 meter sprint, God, please help me before I do that. Help me to remember you're my ability to sprint. Help me to remember to not run by you as I'm running through my life. So this week, it's all about our kids and our own hearts for our kids. So, you know, I am in a season and, and it's been an extended season when I think of different seasons, but I'm in, an ex, in a season right now um, that is very difficult in raising a teenager. So just a little bit about our family dynamics. So uh, my husband and I met in college, dated in college off and on. And one of the offs, he um, had a child. So I have a bonus daughter. So my stepdaughter, my bonus daughter is almost 20, which is crazy. So I've literally... I mean, I, I consider her mine. I mean, I've been with in her life her whole life. So we've got a 20-year-old, but she's almost 20-year-old, and she's in Michigan. We have in our home, because you might only hear me talk about my three, but I actually have four. We have four. Um, and then in our home, Layla is the oldest. She's 14. 
we have a 10 year old who is Caleb and he's actually about to be 11 on Friday. So we're excited about that. And then we have Gabriel who is nine, just turned nine last month. Mm, two months ago. But anyways, um, that's, that's my kids. Th those are, those are my assignments. Um, and it's, it's interesting. The sermon this past weekend from Dr. Um, Loritz was talking about this assignment um, of our lives. And um, he even talked about parenting. I'm like, man, I just studied and I was writing this when I was preparing last week for the, for the podcast about our assignment as parents, that this is one of the assignments. So part of the reason I wanted to read Luke 1 with Mary was she knew before she even delivered Christ that this was an assignment, that she was appointed to do this. She had an appointment to do this and she was anointed through 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 God. And um, I don't know if, you know, if she knew, I mean, we know what scripture tells us, but I mean, who knows if she knew the complete totality, you know, it's not completely like God to just give us steps one, one to 100. But I mean, I don't really know, but that'll be a conversation in heaven. But who knows if she even knew the full breadth and width of what she was going to do. I mean, clearly she knew that this was going to be an amazing God level experience, but I don't know that she knew that she was birthing a child to die for the sins of the world. Who knows that? So clearly you are not birthing. You have not had a kid who's carrying the sins and the burdens of the world. That's Jesus. So her assignment was way heavier, right? But nonetheless, it's still an assignment. And I am very sad to say that I do not often enough look at my kids as an assignment. I do not often enough look at um, God as my help. That Here's what I do. I'm calling my friends. I'm calling my, my friends, my family. I'm calling my, I'm praying. You can read my journals, complaint after complaint, you know, and I'm talking about the situations that I'm going through, that the, the burdens that, that surround my parenting but to say that I know of my appointedness, uh, I, I, I had to truly confess and, 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 and now I am repenting to remember, okay, God, I'm really not that good. I'm really not that strong. I'm really not that able. That just as much as I should be turning over and praying over my children's hearts, God, this is an opportunity for my own heart. This is an opportunity for me to glorify you. And I mean, you're molding just as much as God is molding your kids. He's molding you through your kids. So Psalm 40, Psalm 61, Psalm 62. <laughs> if you are discipled by me, you know that these are some go-tos for me, especially Psalm 62. But I love how Psalm 40 starts and it says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He puts a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and they will trust in the Lord. How happy is anyone who has put his trust in the Lord and he has not turned to the proud or to those who run after lies. How happy, how happy is your parenting? <laughs> and I'm saying that while I'm laughing because I'm thinking of how happy mine has not been. How happy is your parenting? How happy, how solid has your hope and your trust been in God? Man, I mean, what, what a, what a moment to kind of really assess 
and 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 repent and and turn from, right? I mean, Psalm 62, I am at rest in God alone. My salvation comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. Rest also, rest in God alone, my soul, for my hope comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. Man, read these Psalms. They'll be on the blog, CourageousRadiance.com. Head there, get subscribed. Um, there's weekly content, there's monthly things that come out, freebies, um, and just a lot ability to listen to the, to the blog and, and listen to the podcast and refer to the blog. Um, so some adjectives between those three Psalms that I really pulled out when I think of my heart's condition, my, um, the, the, the state of my heart should be when I'm thinking of my prayers and my, uh, my thoughts for my kids, I should be at rest. Um, I should be dwelling my strong towers in God, God's faithful, God's my rescuer. I should be trusting in God. I should be happy. I should have hope. I am not shaken. Um, again, strong it's, it's there's both strong as well as stronghold. Um, God is my refuge again. God is my solid rock, um, salvation. I mean, li- literally when you think of all of these synonyms, these, these words, these adjectives, all of it is what should be the state of my heart when I'm thinking of raising my kids. Cause I were talking about that this week, this week is prayer for our kids, but in prayer for our kids, we cannot bypass the, the, our heart, the status of our heart. I mean, you can't pour out what you don't have. So what do you have? So we're trying to pour into our kids. I know just for me, I know when I'm trying to pour into anyone, especially my kids when I'm empty because I'm yelling, I'm, I'm agitated. I'm complaining. I'm short tempered. I mean, I know when I don't have it. And unfortunately I know after I don't have it cause I already lost it. Um, I already went off yelling. Um, and I'm so saddened because I'm like, Brittany, you know, like discipline them. I am a hundred percent a discipliner. Listen, I am. Um, but discipline in peace discipline and joy, discipline and patience, right? Like God disciplines, Jesus rebuked, but he wants in here, you know, rebuking because he wasn't full. Like I can, I can correct with a cup that's full and man, I don't do that often enough. I'm usually doing it in my short temperedness. And even if somehow I have masked it where they don't see my short temperedness, God sees my heart. And to that, I should be focused on my heart's posture, my heart's position for um, when, when I'm rebuking and correcting my kids. In God alone, it talks about he alone and God alone is our trust, is our hope, why we are unshaken in our prayers for our kids. So I have decided, you know, when I, when I think of my own life, <laughs> if my parents were to judge how well they parented when I graduated from high school, mm-mm, that wouldn't have been good. When I was in college and graduated from college, nope, still not good. Post-college, mm-mm. Like my parents, I was going to say 29, but let's just round it off and just say, 30. So I think by 30 is when I am going to safely judge, you know, litmus test my parenting. (laughs) 30, seriously. Now, maybe you so holy and so great that you can judge your kids now at two. Great. Not me. For me, I am going to truly put my parenting to a test when my kids, each of my kids hit 30. So we got some time. 
because as I was uh, dealing with my daughter, um, you know, there's just so many ways that she's dissatisfied. <laughs> Not that I passed out a, you know, survey for, satisfa- for satisfaction, but she feels a need to tell me. But she is dissatisfied in many different ways. And one of my encouragements for her, and I did this, y'all be really proud of me. I did this with a full cup. I was with the Lord. So with a very full cup and very lovingly, I might add, not sarcastic love, but true, true love. I was explaining to her that, you know, in life, Layla, even with your relationship with God, I mean, let's be clear. I'm sure many of you, if, I, if not all, I know for me that there's many ways in which I'm like, God, I really didn't like that. God, I really don't enjoy this. God, I really don't agree. Right. But he's not really asking for my agreement. He's not really asking for, for me to like it. He is asking for me to line up. So, you know, I, I work for a company called Baylor. Baylor is not surveying. Now I do have a once a year set, you know, overall survey, but they're not changing policies based on Brittany Dixon. Right. So, when I, I'm explaining to her life application is that there's going to be many things from who's on the president's seat to what's going on at your job that you're not going to agree with, that you're not going to even like. But at the end of it, let's let your resolve for your, for your parent survey, satisfaction survey, let it be, you know what, even though I like or I dislike nine and a half out of the 10 things, I know that that other half point is greater than the nine and a half I don't like. And that half point is my parents love me and my parents want what's best for me. And I believe, believe in the best, I believe that my parents are doing the best with what they have, right? So, I mean, because hindsight is always twenty twenty. I There's things when I look backwards in my parenting or or even with my own parents that I'm like, you know what? I now can say my parents didn't do it perfect. They definitely did not. But my parents did the best that they could with what they had. And I trust and believe that my parents loved me, past tense, present tense, future tense, that my parents wanted what was best for me, past tense, present tense, future tense. So at the end of the day, even if they didn't do it perfect or even if they could have did this and would have done this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I knew that their heart was to do the best with what they had. So again, this is the 41-year-old Brittany. This was not the 17-year-old Brittany saying that by my parents. I now see that now from my position. But so my 14-year-old, I don't expect her to be like, you know what, mom, you're right. You know what? I 100% agree. I know she ain't gonna say that. That's okay. That's okay. Because again, I'm not judging anything until the age of 30. Remember? So again, we are not necessarily going to see the product of what we're investing into, right? If I think of ourselves, if we think of ourselves as parents slash farmers, we are planting, planting. That's all we're doing. God causes it to grow. We, we are planting, God causes it to grow. You may not see the growth until 30. You may not see it in your lifetime if you pass before. You may, you on the other side of heaven may be, when it comes, right? It might be generations and generations, but we're planting. And I think what happens for me where I lose uh, my footing in prayer and, and I lose and I drift 
is because I forget that I'm a planter, that I'm a farmer, and that I'm an obedient servant. So one part of Mary's prayer, she talked about being a servant, a humble servant. Y'all, can I tell you that I am not thinking of myself as humble or a servant in parenting? You know, I just lose the fact that it's like, oh, no, they my tax deduction. I pay what I do. And this is my house. And this is me. And this is right. So I'm saying all these things and I'm forgetting. Wait, Brittany, you're a servant. You are a humble servant, actually. Not even just servant. You are an under rower for Christ. So Mary tied her servanthood with her worship and praise. That needs to be our heart's posture as we pray and think for our kids is that, you know what, God, they are ultimately yours. And I know I can say that and I can read it on in a Bible verse and, and I, but it, what gets hard, I don't know about for you, but what gets hard is when I actually have to walk it out, right? Like things look great on paper. You know, it, it sounds great in a prayer. It reads wonderful in a verse and a scripture, but when you actually have to walk that thing out, man, that's the piece that's difficult. And there's two things that I just want to leave you with um, that I was thinking of where I'm at um, in in my parenting from this pit to this promise. If you noticed in verse um, in Psalm 40 and that verse two, David talks about being rescued from this pit to this promise. So when you think of metaphorically, you know, what pit is your parenting in? What pit are are is your hope in? And. Or, or even when you think of the, the pit that your kids are physically in, maybe they're in jail. Maybe they're in a drug detox center. Maybe they have nine kids by eight different people. Maybe, um, maybe it's a pit in terms of a health disparity. Maybe your child is in a hospital bed because of cancer. Maybe your child is in a grave and they had an, an untimely, and a, what we call is untimely, but a, a death that God still allowed and he had purpose for, which is hard to wrap my mind around. But nonetheless, whatever that pit looks like, there's a promise on the other side of that pit. And David talks about the to go from pit to promise is turning to the rock. So that was one of the adjectives I said when I think about my heart and my heart's posture is, you know, when I if I run into a rock, that rock is not moving. It's not thinking about me. It's it's unmoved. It's unchanged. My toe is stubbed, my knee is scraped up, but the rock is unshaken. That's God. God is unshaken by our circumstances. And it's only when we create our, when we, when we elevate rather our circumstances to be larger than God, that then we get out of alignment. Then, then, then our, our anger, our impatience becomes disproportionate to our worship and our praise. So it's when, you know, when I think of the the kingdom of God, when I think of my relationship with God, there's always this, there's never room for a static, just, I'm not actively moving forward, right? Because if I'm not actively moving forward, if I'm not being intentional with my time with God, then I am moving backwards. I'm drifting. There's no static. Jesus says that in Revelations. There's no, there's no lukewarm. There is either you're moving forward intentionally every day, all day, or you will little by little by little by little by little by little be drifting backwards. Then you go look at your parents and you cussing kids out, you're yelling at them, you're complaining, you're barking, all of these things. And God was like, listen, you're off. You're off because you're not postured. 
you're off because you forgot your position as a, as a lowly, humble servant to me first. I've gifted you. I've appointed you. I've created them with a purpose of their own. And you have a purpose as well. And we cannot give again what we don't have. So man, when I think of this prayer for my kids, what God has moved me to is to remember just prayer for even my own heart. I can't give what I don't have. So the two things of prayer. I want to pray for my kids to have their hearts turned over to God. Always, always, first and foremost, that my kids are surrendered, not striving, you know, wonderful if they're the valedictorian, excellent if they're on the stage, you know, New York's top Broadway play, amazing if they're in the league and they're on the level of like Steph Curry, amazing if they have millions on millions and they're this, you know, or billion, maybe, maybe your kid is the Amazon guy, right? Great. But isn't that only an earthly win? I mean, does does heaven win? I mean, let me just, if that person is an atheist, right? Or even if they have a toe in heaven, but they're producing no fruit through what, through the gospel as Jesus left us with the one in, I mean, you have many, you have an assignment, but the one universal assignment for us all is to go make disciples and make his name great throughout the, throughout our sliver, throughout our world. So isn't that only an earthly win? If the win-win, the real win, the real hope, the real unshaking um, hope is for their hearts to be turned over to God. So this has really checked me and, and uh, in many different ways, this, this, which is why I wanted to talk about this. I, I have had an opportunity to repent and to, to confess and to repent is I have been raising my kids to strive and not surrender. I have been raising my kids in a manipulative way instead of a servant way. I have been focusing on their performance versus their their posture. And man, whether I I don't I don't want my kids to win in their jobs, to win in their careers, to win in their families, you know, if they have not first had a heart win with God. So that's what we're, that's our prayer It's to pray that our hearts, our kid, our hearts, as well as our kid's heart are turned to God. God is all about faithful obedience versus sacrifice. David talked about that in Psalm 40. The, the last, the second and last thing is that is learning to wait. You know, when this, this hope, this, this unshakable hope, Hebrews 6, 19, this hope that is coming, God is in the wait. God is in, God is the hope and he, in the hope of the wait. Like I may not see on this side of heaven or I may not see until they're 30 and above, but I'm planting, I'm planting. So I'm praying that not only do I learn to wait well, but that I'm teaching my kids to wait well. I don't just want my kids to be focused on making this sports team, being the best at band, being the best in dance, being the best student, being the, like all of this anxiety, right? This, this anxiety-led culture to be the best, to do the best, have the most following, right? We're not learning. It's just not a waiting generation anymore. We get what we want and we want, and we want what we get and we get it right now. It's like, God, I don't got time for you. I will make it happen. No matter what, I will do it myself. And God is like, you cannot parent that way. This is a waiting process. 
And man, even if I don't see the product ever or until they're 30, then I am going to wait well. And God is in my wait. So friend, I pray, I don't know where this meets you. Maybe again, maybe your kid's struggling with drugs. Maybe your kid is struggling with sex and, and, and teen pregnancy or, or maybe it's something not even that extreme, but maybe it's just in this anxiety of winning because they, they want their team to win or they, they're so focused on their grades or maybe they're struggling in friendships. I know for me, I've been praying that my, my kids find their people. They're new at a school this year and I've been praying. Um, it was a burden on my heart and God was like, pray to me, don't worry. Right? You can't pray and praise and worry at the same time. It's one or the other. Again, the kingdom of God is not static. So instead of worrying, I'm going to pray and ask God, God, please help my kids find their people. And I pray that their people are God people and that their, their hearts are also surrendered. I'm praying for my kids' friendships. I'm praying for their hearts. I'm praying for, for, for them to do all things in excellence and in servanthood. So friend, that's what we're going to be praying this week. I hope that you have that prayer calendar. If you want that prayer calendar, even if you didn't don't have it and, and maybe we'll maybe you'll start it for December. Um, December will have its own freebie, but head to the blog, courageousradiance.com and get that prayer calendar. Pray in a scripture. You know, sometimes, many times when I have nothing to say, when my heart is just so heavy and burdened, I pray scripture for nothing else. But y'all, we are planters. We are hopeful servant planters like that heart of Mary. And we will praise and we will worship God in spite of what we see. So I pray that you have hope this week, that your hope is unshakable. And I just want to say a quick prayer over your parenting. Dear God, thank you so much for our positions as mothers, as fathers, God. Um, God, we just um, truly thank you and we praise you and we worship you, God, for what you've given us the ability to do and to shepherd. And God, even if we have completely gotten it wrong up until today, I know that, God, you can make things right. You are a restorer. You are a redeemer. So thank you for the opportunity to shift my lens, to shift my focus, and to hope in you, God. Let my hope spill over into the hope of my children. God, let my posture of praise and worship spill over into my, my children's posture of heart and praise, God. We just love you and we adore you. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I'll see you next week. Next week is Thanksgiving week. So we are going to wrap up the, the month of prayer. Not next week because it's Thanksgiving, but the week after. Um, and we're going to be praying for our husbands. So praying for our spouses next week. No podcast because it's Thanksgiving. And the next week is praying for our husbands. I pray that you have a very, very happy Thanksgiving. Um, and that you remain safe if you're traveling. And I will see y'all here in a couple weeks.